There is a common belief that Galileo, the astronomer, was the first person to invent the telescope, but this is not exactly true. The person who invented the telescope was a German-Dutch lens maker, and his name was Hans Lippershey. That was in 1608. But during Lippershey's time, the word telescope wasn't even used. No one had ever heard of the word telescope. It didn't happen until three or four years later as the invention began to spread, and even then, it was called the Dutch perspective glass. If you are an astronomy teacher, you will know the origin of the telescope, you'll know what the word means, and how it actually impacted society. When speaking about Christianity, when did the word worship actually come into existence? Where did it originate from? And when was it first used? Hi, my name is Steve Springer, and this is Worshiping God God's Way, the podcast. The Bible says when God was creating the heavens, there was a moment when he created angelic beings. Paul refers to them in Ephesians as heavenly families. When these angelic beings opened their eyes, seeing their creator for the very first time, their reaction is to bow down and to worship him. And I'm looking at Nehemiah 9.6, that the angels in heaven, they bowed and they worshiped him. But there was a moment that they opened up their eyes, and for the very first second of their lives, they see their creator. And bowing down before the God, it was a natural response to his power. Their actions gave us the definition of the word. Worship originates in heaven. Worship is bowing down. You know, studying God's word, you find that the word meaning for worship is extremely clear, very simple. And you see it from Genesis to Revelations. And in the book of Deuteronomy, it's in bold print. And there's no way you could miss God saying to his people what he wanted within his relationship regarding worship. When the word worship is read in scripture, today people assume to know what it means. And they assume that before they gather the information or the facts that relate to the content of that word. They follow a theological hearsay pattern where someone says something and then they say it because they heard someone else say it. And over the centuries, the meaning of the word worship, it, it just morphs. It changes over time, almost like language does. So worship over time loses its identity. It loses its meaning, its original meaning. Today, people most commonly say this. They say worship is everything. People will tell you that worship is anything from singing to eating a barbecued sandwich. There, you can be sitting down, you've been giving money, you can be playing the piano or the guitar, you can just be listening to a sermon, just walking into a service. If your attitude's right, you'd be worshiping. To go back to the origination, the place where that word originated, there were a group of angelic beings there, and when they saw God, they worshiped. But as time progressed, 
It says in Isaiah and as well in Ephesians, Satan wanted them to worship him instead of God. So you find the story and you realize that Satan is cast to the earth along with all the principalities. He's given the rule over airwaves and he interacts with those on earth. And he's basically continuing his campaign. The goal is to stop God's creation from worshiping God. You know, that story is in the Old Testament, referenced in the New Testament in Revelation. It's also found in mythologies, Ugritic and Hebraic. But that battle is going on right now. And the battle is, it's to bow or not to bow. How simple is that? Worshiping God, God's way, or worshiping the world's way? That's really the story when you take a look at it. Now, what I find interesting, and I think it's something that might help us a little bit, is that when we read about worship, we have to be careful where we read it, what we read. We have to make sure that we're getting the facts straight and the definitions that are correct. Commonly, though, in the Old Testament, early on, the origination of that word, the very first time it probably was used... It was an Ugritic word that was hard to say, histahashawa. That's my interpretation, probably isn't the greatest in the world, but it was a Ugritic word that the Hebrews borrowed when they were creating their language. They take this word and it becomes to them, the Hebrews, shaha. It means to bow down. That's the origin of the written word for worship itself. And the word meaning to the Ugritic, in the Ugritic sense, it meant to have one's arrogance knocked out of them. So they would become low and they would be abased and they would no longer be arrogant. That's a pretty brash, strong definition, but it's there. You can't deny that it's there. But again, you find it in Job 9.13 where Job uses the words, they groveled at his feet. That was an extending meaning of shaha, to worship, to grovel, to have the arrogance taken out of you. So we discover, as we learn what worship is in the heavens, how it is translated at the very beginning of time to those on earth, we realize that it's not something that we would come up with. It wasn't just eating a sandwich or sitting in a pew or singing a song or playing an instrument. Now, we'll talk about that later, but I want to make it clear that worship really is specific, just like the resurrection of Jesus, the faith that we have in Jesus, you know, sin and salvation. All those things are specific in their meanings. Worship is a key building block that we find and need to experience and be able to share when we talk about the life of Jesus and our lives as believers in Jesus. Worship is the first commandment. Worship is something Jesus talks about before he begins his ministry. It's very clear that to understand the origin of worship, what the word actually means, and how it fits into Christianity, that's something that we need to make sure that we understand and we implement into our lives as believers. 